What's going on, everybody, and welcome back. This is the fifth installment of the IRS My Take podcast. I'm Max Adams. I'm Liam Spellman. Finally got that down. <laughs> on today's show, we got a lot to recap. We got a AB found a new team. We got our um, way too early power rankings for the NBA season. Yep. The World Series has come to an end. Yeah. We have a champion. A little COVID scare with that as well. It comes along with that. We'll talk about that. We have uh, poor uh, Odell Beckham Jr. towards ACL, what that means for his future. And uh, we'll get our, our thing we had last week, our two-minute drill for NFL. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a lot to unpack, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah. First things first, though, we have to get to the AB story because there doesn't – I feel like there should have been more hype around it, but yeah. the, the move was so, like, anticlimactic. I think it was just because he went to the Bucks, Like, yeah. keep in everyone. Yeah, like we saw with Le'Veon last week, the rich keep getting richer, and you're not going to have enough footballs to get to everyone. Like, just I don't. I, I don't love that. the move because we, we talked about how you you said you say Titans, Titans and Ravens, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the Buccaneers were one of the last teams that needed a receiver. They have two top when they're healthy. Like you could argue even top five of top two top ten receivers. Yeah, I, I think AB's uh, crush for Tom Brady is really just that. Yeah. That overpowering, apparently. And, and that was quick. You heard in the news, like, oh, Brady wants him. Like, he's talking next day. Antonio Brown is a Buccaneer. Yeah. And you said it was, like, circulating throughout the offseason that A.B. wanted to go wherever Tom went. Yeah. But then Bruce Arians is like, he's a diva. We don't want Bro, him. He, was, he shot him down immediately. Yeah. And, I, and he, he still was. Even when he, like, if you're if you're not, like, a team player, you're gone. Yeah. I love that from Bruce <laughs> Arians. Total football guy oh power move. Oh, my God. But like, like – you still you still bit the bullet there. I mean, Tom Brady seems to really be running your show. He is. And, and is he eligible this week? No, it's, it's it next, next week. Right. Next so, week. And he has to clear COVID protocol. Okay. So he's not going to practice until Wednesday of next week. Okay. So week eight, the suspension. The, yeah. The suspension okay. done this week. He has to have the five-day COVID protocol thing. Yeah. And then he's good. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not can, ready for it. Antonio Brown be back in the league. I I don't think anybody is wow. honestly because he's just this wild card where you don't know what you're going to see from him. Have you? I haven't seen any like he hasn't really said much since this. He's been off of social yeah. media and for his own good. Yeah. By the way, I think someone he, someone told him that's for his good. Glad some, it took him long enough to to get yeah. that through to him, but he yeah. must have had not like he must have not had better options. Like I, it was the Seahawks, the Bucks, and who else? Yeah, it must have been no one. Yeah, and yeah, and Schefter again with the vague reporting of the Seahawks are not alone. Didn't even mention the Bucks. Right. Like, can you give us some intel, please? Give them some, give us something to work with. You're dropping the ball two weeks in a row, Shefty. Figure it out. It's literally in the Seahawks and Buccaneers. Literally, they have two insane duo at receivers, mm-hmm. and they add a guy like Antonio Brown. Yeah, that they're those moves. The Le'Veon move, the AB move, is really setting us up for a Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, and well, I'm not talent wise. <laughs> I'm not ready for it. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see Antonio Brown back in the league. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. We got AB back in the league, and we got OBJ out of the, the league, I guess, yeah. out of the season. Out of, the season, out of yeah. the season, and who knows when he'll be back, what team he'll be playing for. Right. <sighs> that was that was big because he was he, – he, ever since he's become a Brown, it's always been – he's either like had a great game or he's just been like a pedestrian, like a normal receiver. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they're going to take a move for him. Because I think even before they were talking about this, I remember Stephen A. was talking about how Odell and Jarvis Landry should want out of Cleveland. Yeah, they, he was a he was going to be a trade target with yeah. next week's trade deadline. And there was a 50-50 shot he was going to yeah. be moved. 
And that was – I think we were both – like I hoped for him to go, and I yeah. think you did too. Yeah, he, he needed to go because you're wasting a, a generational talent yeah. in a wasteland which, Cleveland. Which makes no sense because he has a better – like he had Eli, mm-hmm. and Baker has is younger, and I, I would say he's a better quarterback than when Odell was there. And he just he hasn't been the same. He was literally a top five receiver with the Giants. Yeah. That, uh, I don't understand how they haven't, like, incorporated him. I, like, I know you have Jarvis Landry there, and, like, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. There's, the, like, they have guys, yeah. They have, they have a bunch of guys, but, like, you could still utilize the talent. Like, you've seen it in Arizona where DeAndre Hopkins, there's a there's a huge receiver core there, yeah. and but he's still getting so much volume. Yeah. And I'm just shocked that they kind of let his talent go to waste. The Browns are just like a team that's not never going to do anything. Nope. And it's it's so sad too because we let, like he's going to be out until at least halfway through next season, right? If not right, longer. Yeah. We he's turns thirty next year. Is he really? Yeah, thirty. Yeah, he's like twenty nine or thirty. Yeah. So we not we wasted we, OBJ. Not we a lot of teams him. are probably going to want him. Yeah. Yeah, we wasted him, which is so sad, but. Yeah, I just I feel for OBJ. I feel for his whole team because yeah. they we we didn't get to see what we all thought we we originally right. saw on OBJ. And the worst part is like it was literally on a Baker pick. It was on a Baker pick. He's As, going. He's going, is, he's going to tackle the guy, and he freaking gets a torn ACL. Yeah, that is, and it was bad. You knew right away too. Yeah, it was a like he jumped up oh. and like he grabbed the back of his knee. I said it when when it was uh, yeah. going on through red zone. I was like, oh, ACL, yeah. no. Like that was so the pretty, worst case scenario. Pretty much is Baker's fault. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the uh, to MLB Dodgers twenty twenty World Series champs. Yeah, um, I mean we kind of all that was a, what to be expected. Yeah, it was in the stars, but like th- we could have had a game seven. So allow me to address or address Kevin Cash. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Kevin. You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You had Blake Snell <laughs> through a gem. Yeah. He was shoving. The Dodgers were looking like the worst hitting like performance that we've seen from mm, them yeah. all year, and he was through five and a third. Yep. And at seventy five pitches, and it's not even like the runner is in scoring position, yep. Kevin. He was on first base, yep. and it's one thing if you bring in like one of your starters, if you want Charlie Morton to get you through that game, right. or one of your other guys, or uh, Diego Castillo, who has dealt this whole postseason. But you brought in Nick Anderson, who was horrible at the end of the Diaz. He was horrible in the LCS, and what does he do? Gives up the run his first at bat. Yep, double and Mookie run next batter or wild pitch, and then uh, the Mookie comes in yeah. on a ground. The, I really want to understand why. The only thing I like, I was mentioning before this. The only reason I think maybe say the Rays win and they want to save him for like an inning or two in Game Seven. But you're not going to even make it to Game Seven if you don't even leave your best guy out there. Exactly, you have to get to Game like, what, Seven first. What are you, you can't doing? Assume, you can't assume that you, especially since you're so limited offensively. Right. Like a Rosarena was a majority of your offense. Oh my god, the yeah. entire postseason. So you let that postseason performance go to waste by being an idiot, and then like you just let your entire right. team down. You had Charlie you let, Moore. You let Blake Snell down too. Yeah, he let Blake Snell. I I think if I'm Blake Snell and my manager pulls me out in a Game Six game where if we lose we go home. I have the right to sucker punch him across the face. I, I think that as a pitcher, that's like I've thrown a lot of big games for high school games. I know you've pitched a lot of like big situations. If I'm taken out of a situation where I know I'm supposed to be in and it's my game and you take me out because of analytics and just being a nerd, I have the right to punch you in the face. <laughs> that might not go over well, but I understand I, where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I, I think that. I, what I want to know too is freaking – 
the race pitching coach, I don't know his name, but you're going to let him do that? Like you're not going to give him any like insight and advice on what you're going to do right now? Or it, it made no sense yeah. at all. Literally, he's dealing. Mookie can't touch him. No one on the freaking Dodgers can touch him. Mm. He gives up one hand in the fifth, and you're like, oh, I'm taking him out. I thought it was a joke. Like when the announcer – when Joe Buck, I think, was like, oh, he's coming in or he's coming out. I was like, oh, like laughing. Yeah. It's just a base hit, and they take him out. Yeah, it was the dumbest possible thing you could do. Mm. And you let your entire team down, and you robbed us all of the Charlie Morton Walker Bueller game seven. Which would have been And fantastic. we will never forgive you for that. Fantastic. Um, but additionally, Seager, uh, Corey Seager took home MVP. Yeah. I thought Kershaw was going to get it. But, I mean, Seager did well. He yeah. batted 400, two home runs, go-ahead RBI, 609 on base percentage in the World World Series. And, like, yeah, he deserved it. I was, like, I was, I was cool with it. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't going to be that tight about it. But, like, I thought Kershaw may have – should have gotten yeah. it. But I'm that's based on, like, his narrative and his right, postseason right, right. woes. So, like, you can't give it to him for, like, a narrative. Right. But, I was probably between Kershaw, Mookie, and – Seager. Yeah, Mookie had a quiet like two, three game yeah. stretch after game one. I thought Mookie was a lock after game one, but right. then he was kind of quiet for the rest of the for the rest of the series until game six. Yeah. So I think I'm happy for Kershaw though. No, yeah. All the stuff he has he's been terrible, and he he needed something like this. Yeah, definitely. And his now his resume gets a huge boost. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that he is for sure a first ballot. Oh yeah, definitely for definitely. sure. Something we actually have to talk about before we move on is Justin Justin Turner. The fact that he gets Corona. In the middle of the game, or he got probably before, but he gets removed in the seventh inning of the World Series. Like, how does that even happen? That's classic Rob Manfred at his he, best. He looked in when he was talking at the end of the game. He looked like he was gonna have a stroke. He was like, uh, uh, "Oh, dude, I have an anxiety attack too. If my oh. team just won the World Series, but then I had the cocoa and had to go. I had to be subbed out mid game yeah. for a positive test. Like, yeah. I, I, oh." And to not be able to like celebrate and yeah. run out to the field. I mean, he still he was celebrated. Out there. Yeah, he went out. That's, there. A, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Yeah. I went maskless. Yeah. I, I mind you. Yeah, he, he kissed his wife. He was hugging the guys like that. Yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad look. Yeah, but that's a, I mean, I understand yeah. where he's coming from. You're the World Series, one of the yeah. biggest moments of your life. But like, yeah, I mean, his team does have eight months to recover now yeah. or so. so and like, they're already exposed. They're already exposed to him yeah. for the first seven innings. Yeah. So I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. He didn't give anybody, like, the opposing fans or, like, the fans that showed out. He wasn't endangering yeah. them. He was just endangering his team, who has a, a ton of months to recover. Yeah. So, I mean, not the end of the world, but very scary. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, sticking with the MLB, uh, the game four of that series oh my God, we was insane. That. That, I've never seen anything like that, ever. Not even in, like, no. 2K or anything. Like, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, no, not at all. Um. That, that catcher play, it really, it's weird because that happens all the time. Like, I remember catch, like using catcher gloves and, like, whenever I went to go swipe a tag or anything like yeah. that, the ball, it was so hard. It was so easy for the ball to just go flying like that. Right. It just looked so weird because then a Rosarena fell down. Right, he wipes and, out. And Chris Taylor was bottling the ball. By the way, speaking of that, why isn't Cody Bellinger in the outfield? Why isn't – he was in center the whole series except for that play. I think it was something with his back or something. I think they moved him or he was – I didn't get that either. But because if, if he doesn't bobble that, he's probably not even going. No. no. Yeah. I got to break down Brett Phillips, though, the, okay. the, the claimed hero. Yeah. So where are my statistics? Um, <laughs> Brett Phillips is on a four, uh, 545K salary. He batted wow. 196 in 51 regular season, regular season ABs, and he's a career 202 hitter who was left off the LCS, LCS roster. And that's your guy that hits the walk-off, which is just incredible and speaks to speaks. just the postseason baseball yeah. at its finest. 
that was and wow. that's so insane to me that that's your hero. And wow, out I didn't of know all that. the guys, yeah, out of all the guys on that team, it's, it's that guy. Yeah, he was living life too. After he hit that, he was he was running around yeah. in the outfield and stuff. They had to hook him up to an IV yeah. after the game because oh. his heart rate was too high. Yeah. I I mean, I would be too. Oh if my I just hit a walk off. Imagine oh that. Yeah. Imagine hit a walk off. Not even a home run, just a walk off in the World Series. Yeah. And and you've been like not very good in your career. Yeah. That man ran to Spain oh. after that. He was running all over the field. If the Rays if the Rays had ended up winning, that guy would. Like, I would be a hero. Yep. Well, I mean, kind of is, but he would be the hero if they won. Absolutely. Because that, that game was huge. That game's an instant classic. Yeah. There was three leakage oh in the last, God, yeah. from the sixth inning on. It was wild. It was, that was one of the best games that I've ever seen. Um, I didn't, I had, I was, it was unfortunate that I saw the game from, like, the seventh inning on. So okay. I saw, like, the ending, but I didn't see, like, the, yeah. the events leading up to that, which was unfortunate. But yeah. I saw highlights, and that was one of the, that has to be one for the books. Yeah. Crazy. Like you said, it speaks to the playoff baseball. Yep. Definitely. At its finest. Uh, yeah, moving on to, to one of my favorites now, the two-minute drill. Yep. Uh, week seven. <laughs> Let's go. Turn that up. Yeah. There you go. All right. Want me to start you want to start? I'll kick it off. Got it. Let's go. Go for it. In Philly, where Daniel Jones got lo- loose, and he could go – Oh, the, oh my God, he fell down. And so did the Giants' chances of winning. Carson Wentz hit Boston Cream Donut Scott for the would-be game winner with 40 seconds left to go. Philly 22, New York football Giants 21. <laughs> In Houston, it looked like Thanksgiving came a little bit early for, the, for Devonta Adams and the Packers because they were feast, feasting on the Texans' defense like it was Thanksgiving dinner. Green Bay 35, Houston 20. In Cincinnati, where Joe Burrow continues to play his heart out every week while the defense is taking the field like, I don't care, still don't care, I don't, I don't care, while Beard Chug Baker throws the game winner with 11 seconds to go on him, which had him singing postgame, me and people's, people's Jones. <laughs> Cleveland Browns 37, Cincinnati 34. <laughs> In New York, false hope was given to the Jets by way of Josh Allen and the Bills, who couldn't seem to put the Jets away. 2020 has seen so many different things that have happened this year, and nothing is unexpected. But something you can't expect is the Jets' loss. Buffalo 18, New York 10. In the nation's capital, where the Red Rocket had a brutal crash landing, and we all thought he may be dead for a moment. But evidently, he was not, but was knocked out of the game. And mob boss Ben Benucci took over and didn't do a damn thing. Easy day at the office for scary Terry McLaurin in the game. Football team takes this one. Football team 25, America's team 3. <laughs> in Tennessee, it was the battle of the undefeated. Steven Gostowski's had a reputation for being a clutch and reliable kicker, but that changed. At the end of the game, he shriveled up and missed that game winner. Pittsburgh 27, Tennessee 24. In Atlanta, where even without Dan Quinn, the Dirty Birds found yet another way to blow a lead, this time by scoring? That, that's right, the girly man, Todd Gurley, belly flopped over the goal line by mistake with just enough time for Matt Stafford to commit some bulldog on bulldog crime and hit T.J. Hockensox in the end zone as time expired. Detroit 23, Atlanta 22. In Oakland, the question after the game, the Buccaneers had to ask, is Tom Brady ever going to retire? Keeps proving the doubters wrong. He might even be a freaking grandpa by the time he retires from this season. Tampa Bay 45, Las Vegas 20. In NOLA, where Teddy B took a seat on the bench next to his old locker room buddies, and Jameis Winston looked on in the distance, taking on the jealous new girlfriend role. Guys, this is why he has trust issues. He just wants to be loved like the meme accounts love him eating W's. None of this has anything to do with the game, but the Saints march to the W. New Orleans 27, Carolina 24. In L.A., Justin Herbert continues to prove that he's a franchise quarterback. You have to feel for Tyrod Taylor at this moment, who might not ever get his job back. You have to think, though, 
Was it an inside job that Herbert's now in the lineup? Never know. What I do know is Justin Herbert reminds me of Sunshine from Remember the Titans and that they're both ballers. LA 39, Jacksonville 29. And Mile High where Casey was off the Henny as we saw Chad Henny back from the dead take the field for the first time since Chad Pennington was a thing. <laughs> if you couldn't tell from that, this game was a massacre. KC 43, Denver 16. In Arizona, we saw a glimpse of what happens in the African safari. And boy, did DK Metcalf sure look like a cheetah chasing down a gazelle when he chased down Buda Baker. As they say in, during Secretariat's Belmont Stakes win, moving like a tremendous machine. But in the end, the machine and Seahawks were enough. Arizona 37, Seattle 34. In Foxborough, where Jimmy G was back to his own stomping grounds and balled out while Bill Belichick was too busy singing to him, the Jackson Fives, I want you back, rather than <laughs> focusing on the abysmal play calling that was going on. There are reports circulating that Bill and Kraft came to blows after the game and not the kind that Kraft likes. Still waiting on the source to confirm that one, but San Fran takes this one. San Francisco 33, New England 6. In L.A., the Rams took the Bears, took it to the Bears on both sides of the ball, but especially on defense. What brings up the question, is Tua in trouble facing the almighty Aaron Donald next week? L.A. 24, Chicago 10. <laughs> YouTube has got to have some sort of ad like notice that right. is annoying. I apologize about uh, that. Chad Pennington. I didn't know yeah. we were talking about him today. Yeah, Chad, Chad Pennington was the one that came out of left field. But I, I, I don't know about you, but I haven't heard of Chad Henney doing oh. anything since he was a backup. Not at all. I didn't know he's a backup anymore. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was out of the league in, like, 2015. Yeah. When he scored that touchdown, I, oh, my. If I was him, I would have went crazy. Yeah. like he did. Yep. Um, so, some takeaways. we got to get into some takeaways from some of these games. And I have to address – I have to defend my boy Cam because – the situation is not on him at all. It's not – and, like, people are paying him. And, yeah, he wasn't good last week, and he wasn't good the week before that. But that's product of the play calling. They're trying to make Cam Newton, who is a mobile dual-threat quarterback who likes to get the ball down the field and also use his legs, into Tom Brady throwing check downs and screen passes every other play, and they're not moving the ball down the field, and his offensive line is terrible. And they didn't really – provide him with any skills position assets besides Julian Edelman, which they've had already. Right. They, they, he doesn't have anything to work with. So right. I, like, I, it's very hard for me, and it's not because I'm biased. I've watched these two games in consecutive weeks. Mm -hmm. Their play calling has been abysmal, and McDaniels has been like praised for his play calling down there, and it has looked awful all mm -hmm. year. And it's not – it's not because they don't know their personnel. Yeah. It's not It's not Cam at all. And it, I'm not saying this because I'm a biased Cam fan, but I think this needs to be said. And, like, Patriots fans need to hear this because Cam Cam had a good first, like, three weeks, and then he the, got COVID, the, and then yeah. the and light that is true. Ever since he got COVID, yeah. But yeah. The, the first week, I mean, he was he was rushing all the time. He was passing. But he, he, was, he looked tremendous, yeah. even week two and three, yeah, but. It has not been the same. Yeah, and I don't think it's on him. I don't think his job should be in jeopardy. I think that the McDaniels and company needs to really like lay out their personnel and really know what they're working right. with before trying to implement what they were using for Tom, with Tom Brady for right. twenty years. Yeah, yeah, they, he's definitely not going to be a Tom Brady. He needs the ball. He needs to run. Mm -hmm. He should be getting like ten to fifteen rushes a game, definitely. and that, that's where he's at his best. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what the rest of the season looks like. They, but they definitely, like you said, they need more playmakers for them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. They, they, should, they should be an active participant in the trade deadline. I don't yeah. know why. why they I, I haven't really heard anything about the Patriots moving yeah. anyone. I, they, I, I, should, I would think that they would be looking to add people 
or yeah. even like free agents like Marquez Bryant is still out yeah. there. Just just a play. They need some playmakers. Yeah, they need somebody to really. I thought they should have gone after Des Bryant. Like yeah. they need just somebody that could get the ball down the field past the fifty. Right. And they don't, I mean, if you're relying on Julian Edelman at this point in his career, uh, it's not yeah. a recipe for that's going to turn out good. Nope, not at all. Um, and additionally, uh, my crowd noise theory is uh, still being proven. We, oh, the we, injuries, right? Yeah. Odell now, yeah. O Odell, Jeff Wilson went down. Kenyon Drake went down. Landon Collins tore his uh, Achilles. It was his Achilles? Yeah, it was Damn. his Achilles. So, I mean, there is – I don't know what's going on, but this is the most knee-ankle trouble that I've ever seen in an individual NFL it's, season. And there's usually a, a lot of injuries, yeah. but, like, not, these, not these so are big. These are big-time guys, too. Yeah. I don't know – I I'm going to stick with the crowd noise theory. It could be the preseason theory as well, but it's one of the two. And it's just – it's so weird to see because we're losing big names too. It's yeah. not even like we're losing like like role players. No. Yeah. No, I – something we have to talk about though is DK Metcalf. I mentioned him earlier. That was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And it wasn't even him with the ball. Yeah, no. And <laughs> – and it's not like Buda Baker was moving no, slowly. Fast. Buda was moving over 20 miles an hour. Oh. And DK was just like. The, no. the, the first burst of speed he probably had from the end zone to maybe the 20. I've never seen anyone move that faster. He's, and he's 6'4", 230. Yeah. I don't want to say he's the world's fastest man, but Usain Bolt retired. So, I mean, it's up for grabs. So, I, 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 he's in the running. I, I'm not going to put that yeah. out in the open because Usain Bolt is still alive. Yeah. But I, uh, yikes! Wow! Yikes. That, I, that I, I probably watched that video. Agent. It was on social media. I watched the video like twenty times. Just, I just wanted to see it. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah, I was watching that game live, and I was watching it with my dad, and I was like, "Oh my god, look at DK! Look yeah. at D oh my god, he's gonna get him!" Yeah. And I, like it just he got closer and closer, and I was like, "No way!" I showed like five people that that uh, had hadn't seen it, mm -hmm. and the same reaction like that. Like, there's no way he's getting him. Yeah, because. Budabaker had a running head start. Mm -hmm. DK's running. He was running horizontal, mm -hmm. looking for a pass. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, wait. I got to go catch him. Bang. Yeah. We also <laughs> have to – speaking of the Seahawks, though, they play the weirdest games yeah. ever. Their their fans must have like – Such an effect. A, a low life expectancy. Like their, their yeah. life expectancy is cut off at 60. They have all gray hair by the time they're yeah. 35. And they may or may not have a bad drug addiction, bro. So like, it's I, crazy. The roller coaster rides that the Seahawks bring their fans with every week is insane. Tyler Lockett literally had 15 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Game of his life. The two weeks before that, he was it was nothing. He was literally nothing. It was a it was a DK Metcalf show. Game of his game of his life. G game of his career. He yeah. will never have a game like that. Nope. Shout out Ryan Huda. Boy, it's my joke right there. Um, but yeah, that that was. That was oh, – I, I their games – they went from, what, the Vikings game the, the week before their bye week to that game? Yeah. Wow. Both on Sunday night. I told you it was an Al Michaels yeah. thing. It was it's so odd. Yeah. Hmm. You know what we have to bring up too? Is the Cowboys might not win another game the rest of the season. <laughs> they look that terrible. Was, yeah. The Cowboys at this point, I think we can call them a slightly better Jets. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know if I'm going that far. I'm going that far. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going that far. I'm going that far. Andy mm. Dalton was terrible. Their offensive line is terrible. Ezekiel Elliott can't hold on to the ball. 25 to 3. Their defense. Did you see the amount of people that they released and traded today from their defense as it's... if they are already weren't bad enough? They 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 got rid of – what did they get rid of? They got rid of Dontari Poe. Um, their corner, right? I forget the corner's name. Um. I'm not and, sure. And they traded Everson Griffin. So they they traded – they're pretty much – all they have left for 
for defensive assets. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? Well, let's beat the Falcons and worst defensive rank this year. Yeah. I, I told you at one point Jerry was going to blow up Jerry World, and it seems like it's coming already. Mm-hmm. One more thing before we move on to the Pickums: Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. They have a bright future. They look I legit. Told you about oh, Justin. You were you were high. I, mean, I told you. I was high, but you had him as a top performer, right? Yeah, and I was right on the money. He went off. right on the money. He had like thirty-nine fantasy points. Yeah. He had four touchdowns over three hundred yards. He was yeah. nuts, and he's been nuts since he's been in the starting right. role. And nobody expected him. Like people expected that he was going to be like good, yeah. but not this good. Yeah, I saw a thing. Um, I forget who said it, but someone compared Tua being the Philip Rivers to um, uh, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert being ben, Big Ben and Eli Manning. How like Big Ben? Big Ben will be Herbert and Eli Manning will be Joe Burrow and Tua would be Philip Rivers, who's never who's never going to win anything. I thought that was an interesting comparison. Okay. No, yeah, but they're I, all three of them were in the same class and how. Yeah, like, uh, Eli is too fresh in my mind yeah. right now, and like because he was terrible for like his last like right. four years. But, but he, did, he does have two Super Bowls, right. so like I don't hate that. Yeah. And then Ben, I don't hate that comparison. To Justin Herbert right. either. They're both way more mobile than yeah. both of those quarterbacks, by the way. But just and in terms of like winning I, Super Bowls, yeah. I, yeah, I am right on board with the two of comparison, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. I'm right there. Yeah, just something I saw that I thought it was interesting. <laughs> uh, going into our NFL pick'em segment now, uh, we um, we got the primetime games and a couple other games that we. Uh, I think are going to be good games. Yep. Uh, the Thursday night game, Falcons Panthers, not a terrible game. It should be maybe a high scoring game, but not, yeah, I, I, yeah. Kinda, I like this game. This game has a lot of potential. We're yeah. also adding in um, the the spreads for this week. Yeah. About, we got the okay to add in the spreads, so we're going to talk a little bit about that with our pickups this mm-hmm. week too. Carolina's favored minus two and a half. I would take that all day. Mm. That is an easy easy take. Um, I would definitely take the over as well. Both those defenses are terrible. Yeah. It was over under. It was forty nine. Um, if CMC plays, they should win this game pretty yeah. convincingly. Yeah. I don't. However, I, yeah, I don't think he will. But I feel I still have, yeah. have the Panthers. Yeah, I have the Panthers either way. However, this could turn into a shootout if he doesn't play because yeah. you never know what's going on with the with the Panthers offense. Right. No, definitely. Uh, another good matchup: the Steelers Ravens. That is going – Ravens come off a bye, Steelers undefeated. Yeah, that's going to be a shootout. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore's favored minus three yeah. uh, or minus three and a half. Over-under is 46 and a half. Um, both those defenses are really, really good. I don't understand why Baltimore is the favorite, though. It's Pittsburgh is the undefeated, undefeated team after all. And, yeah. like, they're – like, first of all, the spread is very iffy because these this game could very easily be decided by a field goal and it could be a low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. So, as far as that's concerned um, – I just who do you, I, who do you got? I got I got I got Pitt in this game. Really? I, got, yeah. I, I took the Ravens. I think they're going to be come off a bye. I think they're going to be a lot better than what they have been. Even though the Steelers look freaking dangerous. See, I if the Ravens Chiefs game had never happened, I would probably take okay. the Ravens as well. But okay. the, just the the sample size that I got yeah. out of the Ravens against the Chiefs, they looked awful. Yeah. Lamar threw for ninety seven yards. He, they were just not yeah. not set for it to beat big teams. Right. Um, another game, uh, the Dolphins Rams to a to his debut against the Rams stingy defense. I, I, I got the Rams there. What do you got? I got I got the Rams as well. I like the spread in this one. Um, I don't love the over under, which is set at forty five. But uh, to his debut, he's going to have Aaron Donald in his yeah. face the whole the entire day, and Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. Yeah. Good luck to you. Not scoring a lot. Yeah, you're not. You're more likely than not not going to do it. That's a tough uh, debut to have. Yeah, that is not a debut that I want to have on my shoulders. No, not at all. Uh, another game we got the 49ers Seahawks. Interesting game for the for the division. 
Uh, I, I got the Seahawks there. I also have the Seahawks, and I also hate going against my Niners yeah. in two consecutive games where we have them up here. Right. Uh, the Seahawks are favored minus three. Uh, Over-under is 54. That's a big number for a 49er game. I, do, I wouldn't take that. Um, minus three. Yeah, if the Seahawks win, they should win by more than three. But um, eh. uh, Debo Samuel's probably out. Right. There's going to be a running back by committee in San Fran. I don't, yeah. I don't love this matchup for them yeah. at all. And then the uh, Sunday night game, NFC East. Don't know why they're Sunday night. They need to be flexed. Cowboys Eagles. <laughs> uh, I'm bored by this game. I yeah. hate that this could be Mike McCarthy's last game. I took Philly in this one. I'll take the spread on it. Uh, minus seven and a half over under 43.5. I'll take the under there. Um, if I'm wrong, something insane happened. Yeah. Something just unforeseen happened. Ben DiNucci put put all his mob bosses up there and just balled out. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. There was something unforeseen going on over there. Yeah, I got Philly in that. Mm. And then our uh, Monday night game. Uh, somehow an NFC East team was in that as well, but the Buccaneers-Giants, I got the Buccaneers big. Yeah, it's, so do I. I love the spread. Uh, over-under is tentative because the Giants are – they're facing good defense. Giants don't really have a lot of yeah. firepower. Over-under is 46. Um, I, who picked this game to be a Monday night game, by the way? I don't know. I, I, I don't know why know. you have you – How have do three... you look at that game and be like, yeah, prime time? You have three NFC East teams in prime time. That is – I don't, I don't. And the other, the only other team's on a bye, so you really have all the the playing NFC East games yeah. in prime time slots, which Ooh. is like the worst thing you could do. The Cowboys Eagles games actually. So Dalton's out, right? Uh, probably, yeah. probably. It's not looking good because he got he got messed up pretty. Oh bad. my god, we didn't even talk about yeah, that hit. He, he that died. was such. That was a, such a like. How do you do that? That was so. That was the one of the dirtiest plays we've seen in a while, really, since Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out. Yeah. And, and Vikings has the only hit that I yeah. can remember it to be that magnitude. God, that was, that was horrendous. Wow. And yeah. there's no suspensions coming from that, too. Hopefully, there will be soon. Mm. Uh, so that does it for this uh, this segment and this episode. So thank you for listening.